0: Hi, it's John Giss And Dee Dee Brown. Welcome to episode six of Black on the Scene, a show about our love for all things Black entertainment. As you all know, Dee Dee and I met back in 2014 working on a film called Get On Up, starring Chavik Bosa.
1: Yes, it was the beginning of not only our beautiful friendship that has lasted this long, but also we were introduced to this wonderful world of
0: multicultural marketing in film and TV. So this week's episode will focus on just that, the beautiful space of multicultural marketing. Didi and I both bring a wealth of knowledge as we've worked on some truly impactful projects over the years. We take a moment to discuss the importance of getting it right and the desire to always be authentic when speaking to audiences of color.
1: This is super special to me and I hope that you all enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it and maybe even learn a thing or two so let's get into Black on the Scene, Multicultural 101. All right, let's kick it off. Set it off on the left, y'all. Set it off on the right, y'all. Set it off. Set it off. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know, but we're back with Black ah, ah. on the
0: Scene. That's actually should be it. Black on the... See? You always hesitate.
1: Because <laughs> I really want to emphasize see. That's,
0: also, very, that's very Oprah-esque of us to uh, sing out something. So
1: true. <laughs> Shout out to Oprah. Shout she out gets, to Oprah. We know. Yes. Love you. Love you. Thank for thanks for all the inspo over the years. Little known fact, John John. When I was in high school, I had, there was a media course uh, broadcasting and I used to deliver the news with my friend Dennis every morning. And I also was the like reporter throughout the school. I think you did the same thing, which is- I was no- going
0: to say, this is a little because <laughs> I did the same
1: thing. <laughs> and at the time, Oprah was just coming up and there was nobody else Black on TV. What well, year was this? Are you trying to shame me? <laughs> this may or may not have been the late 80s. <laughs> when Oprah was coming into her... So I may
0: family. or may not have been born.
1: Correct. That's the
0: mid 80s. Give or take a few years.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I may or may not have been in high school the year you were born. Or going to high school. But um, I another, was... That's another
0: episode, honey. <laughs> Is it? oh gosh. gosh <laughs> <It is.
1: laughs> <laughs> but um i was uh always referred to as uh like baby oprah oh. right oh yeah it was so first of all we'll have to pull out some of the pictures when my hair was we should do a left. side
0: by side
1: i mean i was a little bit probably a little chubbier in the cheeks um all of that but yeah she is we can do a whole pa- podcast episode like dedicated to her. Woof! Yeah, she's amazing. amazing. She's
0: amazing. Yes, she's a, she's amazing. We love. But
1: this podcast episode is dedicated to
0: a very special topic that we 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 live and breathe every single day. It pays I, the bills. It pays the <laughs> bills. Yes. Uh, it's it's our passion. Um. Marketing. Marketing oh. for marketing for film and TV, and we both have different and similar experiences because we've worked on the studio side, we worked on the agency side, you've freelanced and contracted a number of years. So there's a a wealth of knowledge uh, between the two of us about this, about uh, marketing and specifically marketing to Black audiences.
1: Well, again, I may or may not have been in field marketing when the studio you work for had a field office in Atlanta in the late 90s, and The Best Man was one of the first movies, and actually, I think the first Black movie I ever worked on. Wow. Yes. I have to dig the picture up of me, Tay Diggs, and Malcolm Dealey. You
0: have to do that, you have to find it.
1: I mean John, lucky for me, I look younger and better now than I did then. So
0: I'm <laughs> I want to mostly just see the fashions of what you were wearing in the late 90s. What what Levi's jean, maybe an overall. What were you giving? <laughs> what were you giving? An overall, back
1: then? a bang, a straight hair. It was it was everything like,
0: oversized, I'm sure, yes.
1: Including me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little oversized in the late 90s, early
0: 2000s. And But you know, the, the crazy <laughs> part about that is you talk about working on The Best Man. My first project, my first multicultural project was The Best Man Holiday um, that I worked on in my career, which is crazy.
1: Basically, what you're saying is, you are my son. You are my
0: marketing. <laughs> son. I need to follow your every footsteps. Apparently, in my career which is so you're great.
1: You are my marketing multicultural son.
0: <laughs> I remember, I remember this this story because that's when Moxie, Ally Moxie, which is a division of Ally, where they were focusing on African American marketing. That was one of our first films, and I was meeting a client for the first time at the Bronner Brothers Hair Show, and I remember meeting everyone was like, "Talitha, it's very detailed." And "Talitha Watkins, is very this and that." I was like. I was so like nervous. I was like, I didn't want to get it right, and that was really my first time, also like leading my own campaign and activation. And we had this big presence at Barnabas Brothers that year, and we had Sonai Lathan, Morris Chestnut, and Regina Hall came in town. And when I tell you, I was the most nervous little black boy ever. This is like what 2012, 13, maybe. <sharp inhale> and I, I just was like, oh my god, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up. I just remember the Tal- always helps source Like. You just came up to me and you said, here, Talitha, here's her folder. And it just had every detail, schedule, run-up show. And she's like, ever since then, I knew you were gonna be special. And I was like, oh, thank God my OCD came in hand.
1: <laughs> and can we just raise a glass to Talitha Watkins?
0: Yes, love her.
1: Mark and Jerry, we learned so much from her. You on Best, starting with Best man Holiday, me Sorry, with up. we talked mm-hmm. about her, I think, in our first episode. Yes. Hopefully she'll be one of our guests. Hmm.
0: Yes, she will. We will be too. She, she brings a lot of experience and a lot of nuggets to the, to the idea of marketing and getting it right too. So let's okay. dive in. I'm really excited to dive into this, TV Like we got to, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of favorite moments. Um, how, how should we start? Like what we, what's the first step of all this?
1: Well, I think it's, you know, one of our favorite things to do is brainstorm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love a brainstorm. I love it more probably than anything, any process in the whole movie marketing or multicultural marketing process or any process really. I love the brainstorming process. And that's of course presuming you've been delivered with you know all the things that you would need. You've got a great synopsis already. Um, ideally there's a trailer and or you've seen the film, but often, on the agency side, and often too on the in studio side, you haven't seen the movie at the beginning of these processes, right? Yeah. yeah. So it really is taking, you know, the concept of it, looking at the cast, the crew. Now the the they they're calling them crafts, but below the line, so your director, producer, writers, all of those elements that sort of um, make up uh you know the film the tangible product and then that brainstorm process and i like to reference we referenced her i think in our first uh podcast as well and that was erica bennett who is i learned so much from erica bennett uh when we started moxie about the whole brainstorming process and allowing for ideas to flow and not shutting people down by saying, "What do we say, John?" Yes,
0: yes, yes and. and yes, and
1: yes, and yes, and yes, and and that to me is the, the the most fun part. Just thinking about the possibilities, um, you know, piggybacking off of each other, really just letting your mind go wherever it can, and then you can always just sort of rein it back in, which right. often you have to do according to budget talent availability, all of that,
0: right? I mean, yeah, I think back to like when we were when we were at the agency side and just like, you know, it's always like, you know, just think big, think out of the box and think, you know, it's all these these parameters. So it's like, but to your point, it's like sometimes you don't really, you may just have a trailer to reference. Sometimes you just may just have a download from your client. Sometimes you don't you may not have seen it, but there may be some key themes, cast, et cetera, that you have to lean into. So for you know, the idea of the Fast and Furious franchise, that is a movie that is very, very big on the idea of family and what that and, and what that means and what it's looked at and how it's evolved. So like, that's always a pillar for us. And like, how do you lean into that? You know, being that it's a franchise, that there's been multiple films, like how do you lean into that still make it feel fresh and new and like so people can still want to go see it? So I always think that like back to all of our, our, our amazing brainstorm sessions we would have. And again, the whole idea of yes and, but like, the yes and was a bridge to something else that was a bridge to something else that was a bridge to something else and it was like you kept going and going and going and going so brainstorming is really really important and and again it's like no idea is a bad idea it's just yes and like oh that's great but like what if we did it this way or what if we did it that way so I love I love that idea and I think that's also an, an opportunity especially on the agency side where we got to not just be publicists, but we were marketers and we were event planners and we were talent handlers and we were strategists and we were all these other things on top of just being like, the, the, just the agency. You know what I mean? Like there's, I feel like there's a, sometimes there's a connotation about like just an agency just does the work, but we also are, we're, on, we're boots on the ground. We're, we're so many other things during that period when we were doing that stuff that it 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 it, it, it contributed to the greater, uh, larger picture of, of just a marketing campaign.
1: And what's so great about that whole concept, again, of brainstorming early, trying to figure out your strategy, trying to figure out your jumping off point, your target audience, but also your secondary audience, mm-hmm. who's this content for, is you really never quite stop brainstorming on a yeah. campaign because it's a living, breathing thing. Yeah. It really is. You want, you get it set up in a place where you think is good, but Wow, can a filmmaker throw a monkey wrench into a into a plan, or can they?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah they and, can.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say, I think what you said too about audience, I think is very important. Like really, just knowing what your your audience is, and I think that's from a that's from a demographic perspective, that's from an age perspective, that's from a regional perspective. There's a lot of different um, uh, ways that you can look into that. But I think for for me working at a studio we're very much informed about strategy based on what we have from research. Like how are people reacting to this piece of content, right? So research is a really kind of a, like a jumpstart to it all because that's kind of like, obviously we know if if it's a, if it's a a Will Packer film or there's, you know, for instance, Queen and Slim, obviously there's a heavily African-American there, but African-American is very broad. So what does that also mean? Like, how do we break that down? Are are people 16 and up resonating with this content? Is it rated R? So that means we have to go 18 and up. You know, is there an angle for college there, young adults, women, uh, uh, males? Like there's so many ways uh, and entry points of doing that. So research uh, helps us and equips us with the right tools to kind of take it to that next level. To like, okay, we're brainstorming. So what are we brainstorming about? And who are we trying to get as we're brainstorming?
1: I would also add, and I'm learning this more being in this, studio system now, that along with research, the analytics of what social chatter, where's that coming from? Is there something specific about, um, or very neat, you know, specific and niche about the region that it's coming from, right? right So again, we often think of African-American or Black or some, we, those in urban is all, all interchangeable, but I think that there's, Certainly, there's opportunity as, as Southerners. Everyone thinks of Atlanta as that touch point for Black, Southern, um, cosmopolitan, but also Southern. So, so Atlanta takes many boxes in yeah. terms of a city, the DMA, the Black folks that live there. Um, I mean, we again, shout out to Atlanta. That's a whole nother podcast is more <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I love that city so much Um, you know it gave me a lot it continues to give me a lot gave me you gave me someone else we both know and love
0: (laughs) yeah Um,
1: but the analytics are so important in finding out especially that social sentiment so now that we're Mm -hmm. able to again look at when that announcement is made did it light Twitter up is black Twitter for it or against it and it may be I would argue that it's better to know, you know, it's better to have them maybe against it than agnostic on it. Like if nobody's talking about it,
0: mm-hmm. should we be
1: making this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, you want a little conversation. You want some conversation, not even a little, you want some conversation about you
1: what want, You want, you yeah. want shower. And that, that could start as, well, I would like to just use an example of something that I was not, I mean, cause I guess I wasn't super social media savvy, mm-hmm. nor am I social, su- su- super social media savvy right now. But Zola, that whole story being extracted from what was going on on Twitter and that trailer that they Mm -hmm. dropped, I cannot
0: wait. I mean, I I just think back to, I think there's so much opportunity because it was a film that literally was derived from social media. So I think there's so much to do in that space. which I think is like that's such a it's such an interesting narrative within itself so I think A24 can um really be creative on their approach and again I think their that trailer like you said was was, it pulled you in um it it, it pulled you really really in and I think that was that was, was it was it felt it felt on the right tone it felt right you know what I mean for that project
1: it did. Shout out to A24 because yeah. they know how to. They really have some compelling and interesting mm-hmm. content. I mean, they're really great storytellers. Yeah. Um. And little known fact, my I have a mentee that uh, works in like field uh, publicity uh, at a- at A24. Oh, I
0: know that. Oh, right.
1: nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. Um. And I've had the opportunity to work on a couple of A24 movies, Waves and and um. Mm. Oh my gosh, the one with Adam Sam, uh, Sandler. Um, yeah, Jim and
0: I. Jim and I. Wait, no, that Gym. was
1: Jim's. That, that,
0: <laughs> oh. Isn't it something with Jim's?
1: Yes. Why am I blinking on this? I was like,
0: wait,
1: could <laughs> it be the second glass of rosé I've had today?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but then back to, I mean, I, I think there's something worth about worth it to cite specific examples of. As we're mentioning, and we talked about A24, but specific examples of content that we've worked on, where we felt like, okay, out of this, you know, brainstorm, because we were in the brainstorming phase and moving on about the research and, and analytics, and and you know, niching down on that audience. And I and I have to give shout out to you and the multicultural team over at um, Universal, but certainly you guys did that just supremely well on us. Us is still in the zeitgeist, the marketing zeitgeist of the chatter, the audience, the everything that you could possibly imagine that multicultural campaign and the campaign overall is legendary. If one more person mentions the (laughs) performance, I might get a life. And of course, Queen and Slim, which I did have a small part of both of those movies um you were my
0: minion on both of those yes I gonna
1: say <laughs> minion he rode me hard and drove you me were
0: my minion and i appreciate yeah. I appreciate you following me across the country in both of those films
1: right. and <laughs> the hot behind sun uh, let's see what else did john
0: well you know you know but th- yeah. thinking back to my like queen of slim i just always remember um in the beginning when i read that film i read that script for that movie of like what this movie is going to be and what it's going to stand for. And, um, you know, this was a, a Black film created by Black Amazing Females. And it was, they were very, very, very passionate about making sure their content was being presented the right way. And I, I you know, I never really had worked with a filmmaker to that degree where they were so hands-on, like Lena Matsukas and Lena Away For Her. And I loved it. It was so great because it was just like, it it felt like collaboration, it felt like a partnership, it felt like really good. And there was so many conversations, you know, they trusted us and I I trusted them. And it just was a really good relationship that was built, but it was always from the idea from day one, that this is gonna be for us by us and whoever jumps on board, then they jump on board. But like, this is for my black folks and I wanna tell this black story, and that is what it is. And that was what we did with that campaign From, from the moment of launching the trailer at the BET Awards, to just being at every specific Black cultural event that could happen. We took this school, movie to the schools and HBCUs, we took this movie to New York, we had a salon screening, we we did some Atlanta presence with a, from a musical, an, music angle. So it just was like really figuring out ways and what the entry point was like taking the movie there. And again, it was always about like Black, 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 Black. And I just, I just loved, I love the idea of that. Like it just, that just to me was just was magical. And then at the premiere, every black celebrity that you could think of was there. I mean, from Beyonce to Salon, to Rihanna, to Zendaya, like, I mean, it was like a who's who, and they just, they supported the film, and they believed in what those two women did. So I, I just think that that's when you do get it right. I mean, that's, that's just the magical part about it.
1: It was, it was magical to witness from, you know, the, the small POV that I had. Obviously, I wasn't on the day-to-day but certainly being a part of that very magical essence first
0: yes essence, first, yes 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 first, yes first
1: 12 minutes mm-hmm. um one of the minion things i had to do with, for john folks was to run around hot new orleans getting tickets for yes. talent and it was
0: <laughs> CD, we're not going to relive that that was two years ago we gotta let that go
1: and yet, let
0: people, that hurt go, honey.
1: <laughs> yesterday. But I have to say, I learned so much. Um, I think, as we do on every campaign, right? Yeah. Like, we're coming in as experts on, you know, with our particular experience in POV. And, uh, you know, I've been at this um, just from a holistic marketing and PR perspective for a very long time. But each time, I work on a campaign, particularly a campaign like us and mm-hmm. Queen and Slim. I learned so much. I really learned so much on both of those campaigns, um, um, especially from these super amazing, talented filmmakers yeah. and, and of course, marketers behind um, you know the campaign. Because again, it's 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 very much a collective effort, mm-hmm. but you know it does start with that really just amazing. I'm trying to find another word for the vision these filmmakers have, which is why I have so much love and respect um, for Jordan and obviously Lena and Molina. And there's a host of other um, Black uh, filmmakers, uh, producers, directors, writers, because again, it is a very much a collaborative process because I learned so much just from that vision and, and them being having a voice in how the film is marketed. Right. Um, and being able to tap into, like I would say for Queen and Slim, you know, we're past the brainstorming process. We're like, where are those really big beats, right? It's important when you're laying. And again, that camp, the campaign is a moving, breathing mm-hmm. thing hopefully at this time you've got you know you've got your publicity strategy down you know what your messaging is you know what your audience is you know who your audience uh your audience is and 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 really i think there's something one of the things i did learn on i think us but particularly queen and slim is doubling down on that audience it wasn't like this film is necessarily for everybody our core audience they showed up and they showed out you yeah. Weekend, and then it continued to grow. That's Thank my man. favorite part about this story, and your filmmakers were open to pushing it, pushing it to continue to grow, to continue yeah. to get it out to audiences. And it was just so amazing to see. Because I'm going to just fast forward through a couple of things that usually when the movie opens, it's a wrap for uh, theatrical. That opening weekend, you could have a second week week push.
0: Yeah. Um, But that's it. But it's on to the next after that.
1: (laughs) It's on to the next movie. And often you're opening multiple movies at the same time or Mm -hmm. in conjunction, um, you know, with a two week break or a month break or whatever. And so just seeing those, seeing that was like really, really compelling. I mean, we've also had the opportunity, and I think it's different when it's TV and episodic, but we've had the opportunity to work on some really great um tv content um mine most recently was the show southside mm-hmm. with comedy central and man it was such again i learned so much on that campaign i think i gave a lot probably my heart and soul at the time cuz i just meeting um if you get so
0: invested in just yeah. like you're like i want this to succeed so i'm going to literally give my all like me, to make me, sure. That meeting,
1: meeting, meeting the creators Bashir and Diallo, I, I was just so just enamored with how creative and brilliant mm-hmm. and, and they double down on the, if you haven't seen Southside, please see it. It is literally one of the funniest TV shows I've ever seen. I don't, I'm not from Chicago. Comedy Central,
0: I'm, right?
1: Yes, Comedy yeah. Central. It's, mm-hmm. but they also did Sherman Showcase for IFC, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: also just the most, it's such a funny variety show. Um, and I think it, seemed, it would seem like these creators are, you know, overnight successes, but they're not. And so learning their story and getting their super fresh perspective. And also the fact that like, we couldn't lean into on these campaigns of marketing this uh, uh, movie, I mean, I'm sorry, this TV show based on their social media reach, right? Mm -hmm. Because they, one of them wasn't even on social media, and I don't think he is now. So we really had to find, again, the entry point, the audience, how are we getting the story out to the audience that it's for, and also making it, you know, somewhat broad. And I think that a collective, collectively we did by really targeting those um, Black and African-American outlets and to tell these really rich, vibrant, very authentic stories. And that's the thing about that show. The other thing that we did, and you know how we love to go to an event or a festival, we went to NABJ in Miami and we took them there and set them up for Really, a press call, photo ops, um, you know, um, uh, a two episode screening when there's so much um, competing content involved. Again, that could be its own episode, but being. <clears throat> yeah, it really is just taking, yeah. taking like, how events and conferences and summits, especially related to Black people, um, you know, that are targeting us, be it NABJ be it Essence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: be it, oh, where else did we go? ABFF, shout out to ABFF, shout out to- and, and
0: just so people know, for people who are listening, like NABJ is the National Association of Black Journalists, which is a great organization that's been around for many years, but uh, they have a convention every year. And, and ABFF is the American Black Film Festival founded by Jeff Friday, Nicole Friday, typically held in Miami every year. We, we, we And we, those are things that we like, we-, we I mean, there's a, that's our vacation every year, D.D. Like we would go to ABFF and have a great time in Miami and NABJ is in a different city every year. But obviously over the last few years, both of them had to have uh, converted to doing virtual, but definitely a really good, both are good platforms to promoting your films and promoting TV shows and things like that. Hence, why you guys took them um, to those two festivals for that particular TV show.
1: Absolutely. Um, so and that even goes down to when we when we're you know talking about what makes a really good marketing campaign, but multicultural in particular is after you've identified your audience, you've got to find out where they are.
0: Where they are and take them, and yeah. Take your content you, there. Yeah.
1: You've got to take your content there. And it's not digital is a huge part of that, right? So because we're everyone so digitally connected. And and you've gotta be reaching them at multiple touch points, right? So that's where outdoor comes in mm-hmm. and people don't realize how huge outdoor is. It's still very, very, very important,
0: very, very important. Yep.
1: Media, right? Mm-hmm. Your paid media and then your earned media which is what we typically do mm-hmm. is the earned media but it's always in conjunction with what's happening on the paid side as well. Right. And so you're hitting, you're getting your audience at multiple touch points. So again, just going back to, because that's a very poignant recent experience, I I would like to just talk a little bit about how you and the universal multicultural marketing team double down on like the us first campaign, the infamous and legendary us first campaign and taking it. To the places you took it, and also building
0: mm-hmm. what we built. You know the 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 crazy part about that was it was always like the, the Wait, question. First was,
1: of all, tell the people what the us first. Oh, I, oh was, I am,
0: I am, okay. I am. It, 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 starting at the beginning, our, our our president marketing was always like, "What is our black moment on on us? We got to have a black moment. We got to have a black moment." Which we had already been thinking about and what that could be because we saw the film. We saw, you know, we knew that it was this, Jordan. Obviously, wrote and directed it. We saw the little Howard nugget in there from his sweatshirt. We saw this beautiful black black family together with their mom and dad protecting their two kids. Like there were so many amazing elements. And then it was, then it was basically- in One
1: second, it, they weren't just a beautiful black family. They were a beautiful dark-skinned black family.
0: Then there's that, yes, hundred percent. So we were like- You know, know, I, my team and I were just like, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. We gotta throw some things up and and figure out what our our black moment is. And this was Jordan's second film. So there was like that anticipation. And then like, you know, what is it going to be? What's happening? So everyone had their own kind of, we dropped that trailer. So everyone was like speculating on what it was going to be giving. And I, we, we had already committed to premiering at South by Southwest. And I was like, well, will not we just screen the movie in conjunction with South by Southwest and just screen it in really black cities and just happy. It was that simple. I was like, we should have sent it. So literally I'm like, I thought about this and I told my, I told my two colleagues, Jesse and Danny, who are the creative, I mean, the director of media and director of creative. And I was like, what do you guys think about that? So like I literally went around the office getting endorsements from everyone. And I would like make my way up to like, Amanda Sterling, who was a publicity lead, she's the SVP. And I talked to Megan Bendis, who's the EBP. And I was like, let me tell Fabian, because I'm like, Fabian, my boss is like, I got Megan and Amanda on board now. And I'm like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna make this, we're gonna make this cool. Megan had checked in with Southbody, like, oh no, there's no problem doing that. We can still do it together. And then we presented it to Michael Moses and Dwight Keynes, who are our presidents of marketing. And the idea was created to do us first, um, and screened the movie for the first time for black audiences in Atlanta, New York, and LA and simultaneously in these different cities, making it fun. So we had a little party and drinks and food and created custom um, gifts for everyone to attend. We had the who's who of Atlanta, New York and LA there. Like it was a moment. And Black Twitter blew up on that moment. Like it was just a, a thing of things and it was such a it was such a great. Uh, opportunity and great and great conversation because we wanted to take it outside of South By and just make sure that people outside of whoever was there in Austin could still see the movie and have access to the movie. And it just really, it resonated so much. And it was so much conversation. Didi, I was up to ha- what time in the morning doing that recap? Like it was at least a three thirty four 4 o'clock in the morning, still pulling social media grabs and screen grabs and links and things like that. But it was a... An amazing hot career highlight for myself um, to, to be able to see that through from start to finish. And again, getting so many black um, personalities and celebrities and influencers and just black Twitter voices to just endorse it and, and say that this was great and this was genius. And this was needle moving and this is what it's about. This is what multicultural is. and. You know, I, I I've heard from other colleagues that this still comes up from 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 a studio perspective all the time. And and, and again, it's not a it's not a <laughs> it's not a crazy idea. It's like it's just like it's so, it's just so let's just show it simultaneously to black audience. That literally is the words I used, and I was like, and it just it it snowballed and rolled into such an amazing tactic for the film. I,
1: it also was it all fell into place because mm-hmm. of the title of the movie. Yeah. It, just completely. It had a lot of
0: things going for it. That it made it just
1: work. It was yeah. synergistic. It was it was thoughtful. It was not forced. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It was thoughtful and very authentic. And I think that's the thing again when you're marketing to really any audience but specifically multicultural be it Black and um, our AAAPI um, audiences, yeah. um, our Hispanic, Latino Latinx. I'm going to throw it all in there because I know various people prefer various things. Right. Um, that. How are we speaking to these audiences authentically? And again, tapping into those nuggets within the movie, tapping into um, your talent, your even below the below the line, what's happening in the zeitgeist. Um, I think we, we've obviously seen in the past few years that, that we have been much more vocal as a community about expecting to see ourselves more on screen, right. expecting to be telling our own stories, expecting to have black representation in those marketing rooms, in the filmmaker meetings, all the things that, again, totally separate podcasts. And a lot of that is happening because our, the creators have value and they have power, why? Because our content makes money, right? Um, And we saw from that McKinsey report that it's something like a $10 billion deficit in the uh, studio system um, that they're missing out on by not really robustly Mm -hmm. integrating multiculturalism um, into the content. And so I think that's one of the rewarding things about our jobs that we talk about all the time is that our purview, our point of view, our passion, our history, um, as varied as it is, we're able to weigh in on a lot of these narratives and ideally (laughs) help. From you know certain missteps that may happen, and that's another reason it's so important to just have us not just in the room on the marketing side, but you have these authentic voices and creators from the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, but you um, know, even even if you do have it on both sides, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to. It's going to still hit right. You know what I mean? Because there's still there's because people see things very differently. You know what I mean? But I think. It's, it feels a little bit more safer or a little bit more comfortable to like have again a diverse marketing room a diverse creative room etc just so you know like there will be missteps people will get things wrong and and that's fine that's this that's what life is about and there's no real way of you know protecting that or not doing that or, or leaning heavily into this or that but it's like still being able to learn from those mistakes, I think is the key to that. It's like, well, we did that and we got this, but so like, what if we did something differently and what that, what would that result look like? I think is a very, very important key to, to learning um, for, for everyone, for marketers and creatives.
1: It is, and we're still learning.
0: Yeah, I mean- exactly. it's, it's a continuous learning process.
1: It really is. As social media continues to evolve and we're seeing that there is, while there may be sensitivity and listen we're all, there's a lot of sensitivity to a lot of things that like to be quite honest as a gen xer i wouldn't have known to be sensitive to because we just it's just a different time so right. i'm even learning in that process and being you know again I, I mean we may wake up black and go to sleep black and we have black parents and you know black friends we have a lot of diverse friends But we're still learning things about our community and and how to connect in ways that that speak authentically to certain experiences that we just don't have.
0: Yeah. And and, and I always say, like, I'm not the spokesperson for everyone black. I can't be because I I don't have that experience. I'm the spokesperson for how Jonathan feels growing up in the South, growing up with two parents, growing up the the way that I grew up. I'm only going to speak to that and what i and what i how i feel about that and the same for you as well so it's like i can't tell you how if someone in in brooklyn is going to respond to something that i may feel like is fine i don't know i'm just using my best interest and my best thought mind to say like okay yes i think that i don't think there's a big issue there but i think maybe there's a big issue here but i could be completely wrong
1: <laughs> right and i think it's always having that caveat too yeah. and, um I think as we close on on this particular topic and we did do sort of a broad overview on like this this, this on multicultural marketing I think that the, the takeaway that I would like to share is as marketers in general right you never stop learning reading mm-hmm. consuming podcasts content like articles, you never stop
0: you're constantly talking. earn you're constantly learning and, and, and absorbing everything around you. You have Completely. to you have to to be a good marketer.
1: Completely and 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 as a it's 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 being a little bit like an explorer,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: someone who's always inquisitive yeah. and digs a little bit deeper maybe than the average bear. I will say that I have been using my Um, nephews and nieces who were in their early 20s some in college you know some out and I have uh, and I'm just like what are you reading what's Mm -hmm. what's what what did you listen to would you go see this and it's like an informal focus group but man I've learned so much and I will say one of them gave me the 85 south show I had never I was not watching um Eighty-five South, like that. Of course, I had a sense of like who they were, and mm-hmm. I, I knew the the while and out, and like all of that. And guess what? You know, it, it really helped in you know for a campaign that we were working. We didn't end up working for them, but the point was is I knew I was on the right path by right. thinking about their viability. So again, just opening yourself up to the process of discovery and learning, and and just again, just immersing yourself in, in culture, immersing yourself in, Mm -hmm. in stories, and I, that's one of the things that I know I love so much, and we know you love it, too, (laughs) 100%,
0: 100%, and I think, too, I just think it's so important, because I think there is still a lot to, to digest, it is, I don't think it's about me, like, I think you knowing about the 85, 85 South Show is like, oh my god, that's a good nugget for this particular audience, so I'm gonna just Foul that in the back of my head for something, and I think that's what it's, that's what it's about. It's about like fouling those moments, and finding those cultural, very specific moments that hit certain audiences. Fouling that and just saying when it when the need does come up for you to do something that that skews this young or with these kind of hosts or a comedian or whatever it is, you're like oh my god I got that I got the perfect thing that we can we can partner with them on and it'll still be in their authentic, they'll still be in their authentic voice and still still resonate with the audience that we're, we're targeting from the film so I, I I love that and I think it's just again it's a constant it's a sponge of just absorbing as much as you can and again fouling it where you need to foul it at.
1: 100%. I've got so many notes in my phone of little things I've seen. Yeah.
0: How and, and I think another thing too is like <laughs> I'm, I think we both are really good about knowing especially we're working at studios like knowing what our competitors are doing as well in the space like seeing what Netflix has done or looking what they did on My Rainey and on Malcolm and Marie and uh, Jingle Jangle and things like that just like just looking at their multi, their very specific multicultural campaigns and like, wow, like they did this, 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 and this. And it's like, okay, just good to know that those that's a potential opportunity for down the road or how do I make it feel a little bit different from what they did? So just also like being knowledgeable about what other uh, studios and streamers and things like that are doing too is really key as, as well.
1: There's so much to give and there's so much to learn and, you know, Thank goodness, Theatrical is on its way back. and we the- is on its way
0: back, yes.
1: More, so shout out to the movie-going experience. Cheers to that.
0: Just, cheers. Me, I always feel like I drink more to you during our episodes because I'm like, started here and then I'm here. It's just, <laughs> I'll
1: take it. Cheers. Cheers. To being Black on the See.
0: hi everybody
1: till next week
0: thanks for joining us for episode 6 of black on the scene our love letter to black entertainment
1: well this was our first episode but definitely not the last where we discuss multicultural marketing and honestly John I could have talked about this for at least another 8 hours
0: exactly Didi 8 hours 10 hours we could go all day every day so make sure you guys stay tuned as there'll be more episodes to come and maybe even some special guests dropping in as well. Check back each week as we continue releasing new episodes of Black on the Scene and don't forget to subscribe, leave us a rating, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Black on the Scene. okay on the Scene. S-C-E-N-E. So thanks guys.